Hello. You hear me? Hello. Alright, mate. How's it going? What have you got in your face? What are you wearing them for? You're fucking Harry Potter. Uh, I've got glasses now, bro. Very cute. Yeah, nice. Coming old. No, actually, I've got astigmatism. So, get that fucking filthy mug out of my face. You know, I was going to say, I think this is probably the second time I've had a coffee on this podcast. So, Onika, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's true, actually. Oh, how's it going and all right? Yeah, mate, fine. How are you? How's, yeah. uh, how's work? Yeah, yeah, it's all right, to be fair. Good. You've got to play football later as well. Oh, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? That pitch is going to be... Cheeky slideys, mate. Yeah. <laughs> What um what what do you what do you play on grass or astroturf? Grass, good. Yeah, you lose your boots in the mud there. Yeah, I know. I've only got white socks as well, so it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, it's going to be good. I don't know how I feel about these glasses. To be honest, I mean, I mean, do they see? I you? have to wear them. Oh, thanks. I have to wear them for a week, and then then I can choose when to wear them and when not to. Yeah, I mean, when I first got mine, they were just for uh, you know, like driving and things like that. Yeah, and yeah. I just gave up and just wore them all the time. It was just easier. Anyway, so have you, have you got anything that you uh, particularly had in store for today? Do you know what? To be honest with you, I hadn't even thought about it. You, you look you look really um, happy with how things are at the minute. That's all I'm going to say. Well, we're in, it? really joyful. I don't feel it. it really... <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, I just ate uh, about a kilogram of chicken and rice. I'm trying to eat more, but on weight. You're trying to put weight on? Yeah. Are you, like, meal prepping, or do you cook, like, a batch of it, and then, or do you just eat in whatever you want every day sort of thing? I, I am, I'm, I'm prepping, like, the chicken and broccoli with rice, but sort of doing it up every day, yeah. Mm. I mean, I did it for ages when I was, when I was going to the gym a lot, so I could get on some weight, but I just need to do it more. You know, it's just hard to, to do that and fit it in with everything else in the day. It's the same problem everyone has. Literally that. Do you know what? I was talk I was talking about one of my mates the other day, right? I haven't seen him for a long time, but he was one of them lads that always had time to do everything. You know what? I'd, I'd started talking about because he used to wash his car every week. Every Sunday he'd wash mm. his car, right? And you'd never be able to get hold of him or you'd never be able to do anything with him because he was always busy. What I mean is, he wouldn't just like, he would work for like 50 hours a week. Yeah, right. Then he would also clean his car every week. He would clean his parents' cars every week. Do you know what I mean? Like, he would, he had all these things and he'd go to the gym every, like, he's the lad I used to go to the gym with at like three in the morning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's just got, like, everyone else has got 24 hours in a day and this man seems to have about 40 hours in a day. It's incredible. I don't know where he gets the energy from. Yeah, yeah, right. It's just, just discipline, isn't it? That is, that is the best, big deciding factor, I think, between, well, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like there's there's a lot of people that talk about the motivation to do, like the gym. How do you have the motivation to go to the gym? And and actually, it's not motivation that keeps those people in the gym. It's just discipline. It's like I don't want to go to the gym. I don't have any motivation to go to the gym, but I'm going to go anyway. That's the that's the difference. Even if I don't have the energy to do it, I think yeah. Some like you know you know you get days where you sit there and you think I'm not going. I really don't want to go. If you force yourself to go on them days, the other days will seem like nothing. Like they're so it's so easy. Yeah. And once you've got into a routine as well, like your body's so used to it, you're not gonna like come home aching and things. Yeah. But it's just I think when you first start, it's a lot to get to get your head around or to get your body around, as it were. You know, like planning everything and like if you're actually taking it serious and it like imagine, you know, I used to write it down in books all the time because it was just easier. But planning what you're doing at the gym every day 
takes more time than you would fucking sitting at the gym. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Silly. But it's not silly because it makes sense. Otherwise, you just go there and you end up doing an half an hour on a treadmill and then going home because you're bored. Yeah. If you've got goals that you set yourself every day, you're going to be there and do that. Gotcha. Same with life, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. A goal a day. Moving on. Right, I uh, I don't have I, I didn't have anything particular that I, I wanted to talk about, but I thought I thought it, it would be prudent. There's a couple of things in the news recently that I thought would be fun to talk about. Primarily, Liz Truss has yeah, gone. Primarily, the resignation of the prime minister. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but they did they did sort of back her into a corner. The Labour Party with all this on fracking and things like that. They. You know, they either suggested that she was going to be against it, in which case, well, I don't know, in which case all your pals ain't fucking making the money they're making. But if you're with it and you're going to, I don't know, I, it, 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 when I was reading about it, it made more sense to me trying to explain it. It's a problem. <laughs> but also, I thought about it after, obviously after it all come out yesterday, and I thought, she's basically just a fool guy, isn't she? Like, they put her in charge. Because they knew that no matter what happens, they were going to have to do what they've done. And they've just put her in there and gone, good luck, mate. Feed you to yeah. the lions. Yeah, good luck. Love. And then that's exactly what's happened. But, you know, she gets paid like 100 grand a year for the next 50 years because she was a fucking prime minister now. Yeah, she's prime minister for 45 days. Now she can claim that allowance for the rest of her life. It's like, well... That's what I'm saying. Oh, if you do this for 45 days or whatever... You're set for life. Yeah. See you in a bit. What do you want me to do? See you in a month. <laughs> Done. Yeah. And these are the kind of people that would without being paid. Do you know what I mean? If it was me in that position, I, there's no way I'd be claiming that money unless I was absolutely desperate. Like I don't know how you, I don't know how you could you could accept those checks with and say, yeah, no, I deserve this for that forty five days. Utter bollocks. It's not. It's not even the fact she just. Uh, hundred percent she doesn't even think she deserves it. Look at the she... state of the glove puppet of a woman. But the point is, she will. And mate, if I was in that position, I would take it. She just looks like that forty five days has really taken it out of her, but Well, fucking imagine what Boris looked like. He just seemed to go on. I mean, I go I, I will I would bet money on him being the next the next PM, you know. No, there's no chance. He's he's literally shit on everyone and then gone, I'm off I'm off to fucking Barbados no, for I, a couple of months, pal. Oh, she's gone. Fucking slipping back in. I'm back on it, bro. Don't you worry. I've got it sorted, you know. Unbelievable. There's no... I mean, and he's he said, oh, fucking right, I'll go back to it. But there's no chance. There's no need for it. He shouldn't. There's no stopping him, mate. There's no stopping. Mm. He's right back in it again. Back at it. The man fucking ruined so many lives. I know it wasn't his fault, everything with COVID, but all of the parties and all of the scandals and all of him jokes and do you know what I mean the people are just laughing at us they don't give a fuck yeah well, certainly not about people like you well no exactly what I mean and I am the majority of people here yeah exactly right I mean? yeah I think the uh, uh, one thing that recent events have definitely shown us is that anybody who wants to be prime minister needs their head check Any, and anyone who's doing the job needs uh, needs all the support they can get because one thing that you just can't survive without as in that position is the support of your party, but more so the support of the people around you in a broader sense, you know, in government, the, the other party, whatever it is. 
if you're not elected, that's 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 why I think Boris will win again because at least he was actually elected. I mean, going back to what you were talking about with a, uh, you need to have people around you you can trust. The problem is, is that a lot of them in there are out for themselves. That's the way it is. Yeah. Because I mean, if they've got the chance of, you know, upsetting someone, rock and roll. If they're gonna put their foot in the door and get into being a fucking PM, they will. They'll do anything. These fucking people, like. There's only a couple of them that stand by there, mm. e- even if it's wrong. You know, like the ones that stood by Boris and said, he's done what he's done. Like, he's he's tried his artist, whatever else. I appreciate those people because they've got yeah. a pair of fucking bollocks on them. It has given, given rise to some great memes, like the, uh, I don't know if you saw that live stream of a, of a lettuce outlasting Liz Truss. You see that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen someone has said which, one, which lettuce is going to last yeah. longer. Someone, someone uh, retweeted that and said, do you reckon the lettuce was leaf or remain? <laughs> oh, classic. I actually like that. Very That's good. humour for you, isn't it? Very Just shit joke. puns about some of the worst yeah. things we've seen in a long time. Daily again. So, not, the, the, the country's burning. Yeah, the, the country's burning, is it? Yeah, politics and fucking uproar, right. Right, get the cabbage out. <laughs> See what we can do. Let's all, let's all sit around the campfire and sing London's Burning. Yeah. Brilliant. Here's a, a question I was going to ask you, actually. It's totally unrelated to politics. Hmm. Well, no, it's not, actually. Oh. It doesn't, doesn't have to be related to politics. When when you were... How, how old were you when you became conscious of things happening in the world? And what was the first thing that you were conscious about? Like, you know, world, uh, global events that were important. I think I was about 26, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. What do you mean? Like, well, like, so I, I vividly remember when I was eight, going into the gym that we were members of, and looking on the news and seeing the financial crisis and seeing seeing that the whole the markets crashing and, and everything, not knowing what was going on. But that was the first time I was really aware of something that was really current and happening and going on at that point. Yeah. And that was in this country and elsewhere. So was was there ever a point at which you suddenly realised something bad happened, like, I don't know, 9-11 or something? Well, yeah, I suppose 9-11 was quite a big thing. Yeah, it's just a bit, yeah. I man. don't know. It's, it's one of those things that I've always said, it? unless it directly affects you, I've never really paid attention to any of it. It doesn't make any odds to me whatsoever. It, I mean, it does, it does in a mental state, like thinking the world's pretty shit, man, and it's not getting any better. But I can't directly affect, so why worry about it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm only going to stress myself into an early grave battle, whatever, man. So, so sorry, to answer your question, 9-11 was a quite a prominent thing. But I remember being at school, and I didn't really know what was going on. Obviously, everyone's going, oh, no, fucking planes have flown into the towers. And I thought, I, I don't really know what any of that is. Like, I, I've barely seen a fucking aeroplane. And you telling me yeah. things are flying into buildings? I'm out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How old? How old were you? Nine, eleven? What? Seven, eight. I suppose so. No, it was yeah, eight. I think wasn't it two thousand and one. Yeah. Yeah. So I was eight. I think. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No, I just I was thinking recently about various important events that have happened in recent in in the last fifty years or something, and at what age people were when those things happened and then you know that being being situated in that part of history and having something to say about it but having only 
experience that as a child or whatever it is you you can't really say that much about it other than that you were there i mean for for existence for for example my mum was three when jfk was shot but she remembers it being on the news yeah and she remembers going and praying for him at church etc or praying for the family at church and then that yeah <laughs> and that kind <laughs> yeah, of thing quite a big old in uh, yeah he's I don't know, man. You know those these things. Don't don't underestimate it. Yeah, don't fix, mess about with the power of God. He might well fix your cranium. Right, he, I, he's left you out in the cold, but he might do it for. <laughs> I like it. Eh? So because I, I was thinking, how much how much of world history can you claim to really be a part of? Uh, we have this idea of ourselves as being quite important in the grand scheme of things because we've experienced what and on. But unless you have been directly involved in something, I don't think you can really claim to have been a part of it at all, other than as, a, as an observer. And if that's the case, then there's no real difference between my mum and me when it comes to JF. You can say that um, again with them glasses on. And, and at, in the current climate, or whatever it was, in 1963. Mm. So I don't understand all of the social context, the social reality that was at play at that point. But neither did she, because she was fucking three. Yeah. So... So, uh, it's just an interesting question. If we if we if we really sit down and evaluate just how little actually we've taken part in, yeah, and nothing before the age of ten. Come on, let's be real. Well, and even then, it's a bit touchy. I was going to suggest anything really from the age of zero to about sixteen. Do you not think? Because even then, even even if you are involved in it directly or indirectly, you still don't have a comprehension mm. of what that is or whether it's you know such a ginormous thing whether it's another historical moment without even knowing it so i mean mm. not about an eyelid I, don't know. I think once you can start making decisions for yourself like you know whether you want to go on a protest and things like that that's when you're yeah directly involved in yourself when you can say you were part of it as opposed to just being around it or being a, one of them people that's videoed it from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it takes a different kind of person, I think, to to air your views publicly and, you know, take any shit that comes your way for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think activism is, is the most productive way of achieving your ends. I mean, I, it never really has been, or at least if you can take part in the system that you think is causing the problem, then surely it's a much better idea to get involved in the system and try and fix things than it is to just sit there and complain about it. I, I would just think that's true of everything. There are there are exceptions to that when you can't get involved in the in the system, like the civil rights movement in America. The reason they were marching and doing all those activities was because they were prevented from taking part in the system and changing it to better themselves. Um, but that's just not the case with these you know lazy students that get get all the public attention they can. I mean. There was something on the news the other day, I think it was Channel 4 or it might have been the BBC, where they were interviewing one of them as they were being carried away by the police. And I thought... I did see that. If you, if you did that with any other people, person that's being arrested, you'd, <laughs> you'd get questions being lobbied at you, like, why yeah. are you trying to interview a criminal? I mean, imagine a murderer. Imagine carrying a murderer and going, how many people have you killed? Fucking wait, will you? It'll come out. Yes. Jesus. I'm being carried away. Fucking give us a minute to fucking count, would you? See how many I got away with. Don't tell the old Bill, they're here. Yeah. 
They only know about two of them. Go and have a look in my back garden. There's about 15 buried in there. Unbelievable. What do these people want? But you're right. Like any other, like if you were arrested for anything else or if it was any, any, any other situation, someone would be asking the question, why is there a reporter chasing them down the street? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the biggest, no, I mean, let me rephrase that. No, it's not the biggest. The most important aspect of activism has to be like, how effective you are at getting your point across. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, that, that should be the point of activism, right? And the choice, the choice is always about how, how you think you're going to get your message across best. I personally don't think that engaging in criminal negligence and that kind of thing is ever going to win the right people over to your cause. Yeah, I agree with you. I understand, that, yeah, that a lot of these people feel like they're like we're on death's door. You know, we've had it already. Mm. But the people that they think have caused that issue are exactly the people who are going to hate the way that they're going about it. So, what are they achieving? Mm. Everyone fucking agrees that the you know the climate emergency is pressing issue, right? But the the people that they think have caused the issue, which is our parents' generation, the boomers, they're not gonna they they're gonna fucking hate the way they're going about this activism so who are you whose minds are you going to change by doing it it's like you know and and then the claim of well it's attention attention seeking can so easily be lobbied at them because there doesn't seem to be any real rational reason for doing what they're doing well uh, can you remember the ones where they fucking glued themselves to the motorway yeah ironically made them made like nulled their own point again or the motorways are the the cause of our disease that you know all these cars on the road you've glued yourselves to the fucking road and now there's like 10 mile queues people wouldn't have their engines running it's you it's your problem that's fucking yeah. doing this now you fool doesn't make any sense i mean but i mean i agree i agree with you that i think most of the time it's not the best way to go about it. Hanging off buildings or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, you're bringing media attention to yourself, but for the wrong reasons. Because they're pointing a camera at you and going, "Look at this." They're not they're saying, "Oh, this is what they're this is what they're uh, protesting about." Let's explain it. They go, "Nope, look at this fucking bellend." Oh, he's fallen off and he's in a river. Brilliant. This makes for good telly, doesn't yeah. it? But then again, uh, what else can you do, really? What can you um? You know, you you can't just march into these people's offices and say, "Can we have a sit down chat?" Because I think you need to stop pumping shit into our rivers, because the people don't give a fuck, man. They're gonna they're gonna run their run their thing, their business exactly how they want to run it. Don't give a fuck if mm-hmm. Tom the estates told them to fucking chill out. Oh, Tom's told us to calm down. We better fucking do it. What's he gonna do? I mean, yeah, exactly right. You can right. literally afford to kill Tom and then build another 25 toms out of his skin. Ah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's not good, is it? I mean, people have, like, a very a very short attention span anyway, so I, I understand doing this kind of activism or wh- whatever it is will keep people's focus on, on, the, on the issue, maybe, but I, I don't know, I just, it just feels um, inadequate. I always, I, I've, I've always thought that the best way of do, of changing anything is to actively go and change it and be happy with that. But you're not going to get the kind of immense systemic change to the way that we operate our energy systems. You're just not going to get that. What you can do, however, is stop 
like taking the unemployment benefit and um, just get a job yeah. and try and change change the habits of where you are. Why don't you get a job in in the energy industry? Yeah, so get like, a job not, in, not in the ecology phone, or whatever you're gonna do it is. Fuck all doing that, but yeah, yeah, get involved in it somehow and change it from the inside out, mate. It's better than sitting on a street corner with a bit of cardboard shouting, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And the end is nigh. Brilliant. Yeah. That's always worked out. Yeah. Classically. They're essentially street preachers. And we know how successful they are. Oh, yeah. Christianity's booming. Amen. Good. Ah, very nice. I do, I do think that a lot of the problem, especially with our generations, is that you see the last generation as well. Because... The gener- our grandparents and the generations before that mm. all had wars and things to really get involved with, yeah. and that was test their metal against. Yeah. yeah, and you know they they had a real purpose as a as a fucking whole nation. You know we're fighting a war, and then after the war they've got this whole thing of rebuilding the country, better, you know, different industries and whatever else, and then and then our parents' generation and our generation really we we. We're sort of aimless. Do you know what I mean? We're trying our hardest to find causes to fight for. But otherwise, we're just working and dying, aren't we? There's nothing else for us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is why I think a lot of a lot of our generation, well, I don't know about your generation, but mine especially, we all feel very lost. We all feel very like, you know, like suicide's the highest it's ever been in teenagers yeah, and young people. Young young men, especially. Yeah, exactly that. Because there's so much pressure on... I mean, I don't want to be sexist in any way because I think women have got it tough as well. But there's so much pressure on a man to perform and be, you know, the idealistic man, the male fucking figure, that if you do anything to emasculate yourself, it's pretty much it, done, isn't it? You just think, what's the point? You know, and as soon as you start feeling like that, again, less masculine, and before you know it, you're in a vicious cycle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I I personally think that our generation, you know, no one want, no one knows what they want to do for a career because, you know, we're we're all sort of now thinking out the box and it's not career minded. It's how can we all go off on our own and sell or you know produce things that nobody else can, and we're all making yeah. micro companies and things like you know everyone's their own boss and whatever else. So then when you go back to working in an office. And you think, well, it's fucking shit here, isn't it? Because, you know, half an hour ago, I was my own boss and I could do what I want. And now look at you, sat back behind a desk crying. And then before you know it, the uprising happens because everyone thinks that their fucking lives are terrible. When actually, that's just how everyone else's life is. You're just, yeah. you know, you were one step above. But now, you're back with a fish, mate. Are you the fish in this analogy? I'd imagine I'm just fish food. <laughs> that was pretty good. Why not give us a tweet? We're at two spoons underscore coffee.